Welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast. My name is Alice Clements. It's good to be back with Max Gorn and Campbell Flakemore. Uh, a big week for both both my co-hosts. Maxie just thumping the ruse by over 100 points on the weekend, which was very nice to listen into. And um, Cambo, Cambo, maybe maybe the biggest week of your career getting the Tasmanian AFL team across the line. Congratulations. Thanks, Alex. I'm not going to try and um, claim that I had anything to do with it, but it is it's a it's a good moment um, for everyone in Tassie, and hopefully it it's enough to lure you home back to your home state um, once you're done doing whatever you're doing in England and gallivanting Europe, surfing and skiing. So it is it's a good moment. It's um it's a long way down the track though, not till 2028 they play their first game, but there's uh there's a lot of a lot of exciting things happening in the next couple of years. Unfortunately, I think Max will probably be uh, well and truly retired by then, so we won't get to see him running around with the map on. But all in all, very exciting couple of days down here, Alex, that's for sure. Is 2028 too far away, Max? What are your thoughts on that? Even just for like a little super top-up or something like that, a little paycheck from Cambo? Uh, the way I'm going, 2024 is too far away. Um is that is that actual the map the map's going to be on the jumper? I I would say so. I think yeah. I mean nothing's been decided on name or or jumper, but I think that's a it's an easy one to have have that that jumper just roll into the AFL team. I think twenty twenty eight is a little bit far fetched for myself. I will be thirty six, mm. um, and I'm not sure if that's what uh, the Tasmanian uh, jumping Jack Devils are going to be keen on. Uh, having on their on their list, so um, hey, I might be there as a physio or something. You never know. Domenico Pozzavivo is lining up for the Giro at the age of forty, though, Max. So I think that you know, don't write yourself off too early. And um, I mean, without going into what I know, we'll get into in today's podcast. Uh, a, a very old Frenchman who has randomly hit form that is uh, in Cambo's wheelhouse in Thibaut Pinot seems to be performing at a late age as well. Do you um do you want to just check your mic, Maxi? I'm not sure if you're on mic-wise. Cambo's coming through uh, loud and clear. That's sad. Is that better? That's better. That's better. Yeah. Yeah, apologies. It's quality control at the Stanley Street Social. Yeah, that's my bad. Sorry. There's so many options to pick from. But um, back on the weekend, good win for the Ds. Happy with the body. Had everything hold up. Yeah. Um, the It was a, at the G Saturday night. Um, to be fair... Uh, it was it was harder than it than it probably looked uh, on the on the scoreboard. Um, they took a hundred and twenty odd marks, which is a lot of marks in football. Which means, yeah, they were chipping around, but it means we have to run and run a lot. So it was still a really hard game, fucked up a lot of kilometers. Um, realizing that I don't really have to do much anymore because we have Brody Grundy in the ruck, so I can sort of just sit in the forward pocket and. Um, I didn't even get a shot on goal until track passed one off in the last five minutes and I sat forward all game. We won by 100, didn't have a shot on goal. So I'm going well, Elbow. It's good. It's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll run through run through the full team sheets. It's maybe, maybe one of the biggest, well, it's the biggest show of the year for Max Gorn, I think. Like, this is where he really comes into his own. Um, we'll get into the likes of uh, Bardiani, Eoli, uh, green project and and whatnot, which I'm sure you've got some yep. some tips, um, some value, and uh, man, Cambo, we want value. Me and Cambo, I'll just sit back in the wings here while Maxi puts on a little a little Giro clinic. Uh, maybe maybe the, the the proteins maybe, in, is that including Astana? They're obviously a pro Conti team as well, aren't they? Uh, yeah, it's getting towards that point. There's probably okay. a couple yeah. others that are on the brink as well. Maxi, just for like maybe a little bit of history for if there's any new listeners out there, how did, how did you fall in love with the Giro? Uh, basically, I've been um, following Matteo Mochetti's career uh, quite closely and um, he produced some of his best results at the Giro. I remember a seventh place uh, in a pancake flat stage, um, which was unbelievable. To be fair on Matteo Mochetti, 
He's in form this year. He managed to get a first, um, which is unheard of in his career. There's some there's some other people that are in that wheelhouse that I've got highlighted, ready to talk about. Um, Italian sprinters, they'll win one stage. I'm not sure which one it is. Um, it won't be Giacomo Nizzolo because he's not coming. Denisi could be the man, uh, but there are some other little random Italian sprinters as well. Off the top, uh, Sudal quick step. Remco's coming off um Liege win. I think he was paying like a dollar seventy to win win the Giro. Um he's he's the hot fate hot hot favorite, like way too Maxi is is betting on the GC the worst odds maybe in sport? Like the worst possible markets to put your money against. It's horrible unless you can find the the value for third. Um but even then it's not really worth it to to be fair. Um, Remco, this is crazy odds based off Liège, which is Remco's Achilles heel has been the three week tours. So I'm not sure if Liège is going to show us the right form, um, for a grand tour that has probably the hardest last third week, uh, that I've seen in the grand tour. So that, have you seen that time trial yet? That is a phenomenal time trial they've chucked in the back week. Um, so it's going to be interesting. $1.70 seems short. He's got the, I think he's got the best suited team for a leader. Like there, there's no other queries about what any of those other riders are going to be doing, but riding for Remco and Van Wilder seems like a, he's probably the second best domestique there behind Sepp Kuss. So he's, he's, he's got a good team. Cambo thoughts on Remco. And I think like Max hit the nail on the head is, I think my question is where is one Liege obviously seems like super Nick. Um, he's kind of put himself into that, like next, the superhuman category, but the back end of this Giro is out of control. Third week is wild. Yeah, that's true. Like his, his form at Lea, he was taking the piss. Like, I, I, I don't know before these boys, like this new crop that we've got that anyone just had the capability in the past to go solo in the last 30 Ks at Liège, and everyone knows that he's going to do it and no one can follow. Uh, the field, yeah, maybe was a little bit thin, like Pogi crashing out. That was a little bit disappointing. But like, if you go through his results this year, like he's he's incredible, um, and he's got the mentality of an absolute killer as well. He rates his own work, which is important. And I, I think the 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 three week issue isn't really one he needs to worry about anymore. He's won the welter before. He's got another twelve months in the legs. From last year, so I'm not really concerned um, too much about that last week um, and that time trial on uh, the penultimate day. I think it is he should absolutely eat up if he does need to close down any deficit. So, yeah, him as the favourite, absolutely. Uh, AG2R, Citron, um, I'm not sure outside of Vendrame if anything pops out at you there, Max, but uh, a pretty French-heavy squad for the AG2R establishment. Uh, you got the Parry Pants. Uh, not sure. So it's very, we'll talk about this with a lot of teams outside of those big three or four teams with the GC guys. Uh, a lot of teams have brought basically guys for the break um, and are going to fall away from GC, in my opinion. So this is one of them. So the Parry Pants will be the guys um, that will go for those breaks, King of the Mountain type stuff. Vendrame, uphill sprint, but it's a stacked uphill sprint field with Matthews, Court, Pedersen. Um, so he's probably come to the wrong Grand Tour, to be honest. But that's where their cards are with Vendramo. Anything to add, Cambos? My only question is, is uh, Nicholas Prudhomme, is he related to uh, Mr. Prudhomme, ASO, head of state? Do you know that, Alex? Got any, uh, anything no, I'm not sure. Do you reckon he might have, the old man might have helped him get into the squad? Possibly. Yeah. Pulled a few strings? Yeah. Potentially. If it, but no, we'll, nothing serious to add. We'll leave that one for <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Alvison Dukernik, uh, Groves in this squad. Uh, we, we talked about him a little bit over the last couple of shows. Like he's been good. He's got a, stacked a few wins. Um, and one of the most unbelievable wins at Catalonia where he had a bike change to about 3K to go, rode back through the bunch and, and took the win. With not like a super, super dominant sprint, uh, sprint lineup, and a lot of those kind of uphill punchy riders. Uh, Cabo, could Grovesy clean up here? Well, it would be it'd be unfair to predict that he's going to clean up. 
But given his form, given the results that he's got so far this year, I I think a stage win would probably be par. Um, so yeah, I, I think he, I think he's going to do well here, but I don't want to say he's going to come in and clean up and win four or five stages. That would be simply unfair. But definitely a definitely a stage win here for sure. I think he's going to clean up. Max, he got any, th- and then the the rest of the squads just stacked with the G- the breakaway boys. It's, yeah, you know, I mean. They're going to, have to do a lot of work, Alperson, to make sure they get to the finish with Groves uh, and they catch a break. But yeah, if you have a look at the names around, Movistar have Gavilia, Denisi, who has not, I don't think, hit a top 10 this year. Um, Cav, obviously, we know where Cav's at. And then it falls away to those those punchier guys in Pedersen and Matthews. Pedersen, to be fair, on his day, could probably get Groves on a flat sprint still. So that probably is his major competition. And Trek seemed to be all in for Pedersen as well. So... It could be Pedersen v. Groves for a majority of the sprints. One of the first pro Conti team, Astana. Um, Cav leading leading the mix. He, do you back Cav in for a stage, Maxi? No, he hasn't won yet on this squad. Um, and they're desperate for some points and a win and any any kind of result. Is Cav gonna Cav gonna bag a stage? Well, they've normally been taking bowl. Uh, everywhere Cav's been going and he's not here. That doesn't scream lead out to me. I don't know much about some of the riders that are there. It doesn't scream lead out. Um, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say their best chance for a stage is Dombrowski um, in one of those breakaway climbing type setups that I said before and Lewis Leon, but I don't know if he can win anymore. I don't think Cav wins one. I think this is prep for for tour. Gianni Cambo is on the start list. Do you think he can wind back the clock, wind back the Ineos days? I I I don't know. I mean, they need a win here from somewhere. We know Gianni's best home roads for sure. He's a chance. I, I quite like Max's call of of Dombrowski. I think he won a stage here a couple of years ago. He won the Baby Giro probably a decade ago. So he's got some <laughs> uh, some nice memories of these Italian roads. Really going uh, stretching here for um uh, for links, but just back to Cavendish. I I I agree. I can't see him winning winning a stage. Like yeah, he got third at Shelter Price probably a, what was that a month ago. But since then, nothing to report it. Um, Tour of Sicily didn't finish stage one of Romandy, so he's coming in not with a whole lot of racing in his legs. So. He's also 37. Like, I know he hit the ground running a couple of years ago at the tour, but was that sort of the last bit of results that he could he generate? Because this year there hasn't really been a whole lot and Astana took a bit of a gamble, but you never know with this guy. Let's leave it at that. Just a, just an update on Astana and where they're sitting uh, in the points tally. They're sitting 24th. Uh, which is behind Q365, which is Matteo Mochetti and Damien Hausen, uh, behind Bardiani, behind Christoph's uh, pro cycling team, uh, and behind Total Energies. Uh, so Astana, yeah, they're they're going to the pro tour. I think at this stage, <laughs> I can't I can't see much happening. The other world tour team in trouble is Jayco, which we'll get to as well. There is a is it a th- three year cycle? Are we on, are it we is on a three-year cycle, three years? so they have got time to bring it back. They do, and I mean, they are—they really are bouncing around with some great young talent at Astana. <laughs> so the next three years is looking—is looking—it's looking good. Well, to Cambo's point, John Bowski won the Baby Giro ten years ago, and Cav is thirty-seven. Is—is is there anyone below them? Uh, sorry, I just went away. Not not from a world tour point of view, but Tudor Pro Cycling that won a stage not long ago. Eolo are behind him, but no, no, they are. Uh, let me just get uh, a starter of seven hundred fifty-eight points. The next world tour team is a thousand points ahead of them. <laughs> yeah, wow. Just just to back just to back over Gianni Alex. Um, Latest sort of races, he was at Catalonia, didn't crack the top 100 on any stage. Uh, Tour of the Basque Country, his best result was a 40th 
uh, didn't start stage five. Roubaix was 36th. And then DNF'd Amstel and Flesh were alone. So he's not necessarily coming in with the hottest form. So a stage win from him would be a surprise. They actually took him out of the Volta to get him to uh, Paris Roubaix for that 36. So um, they gave him a rest day, day five, to make sure he didn't cook his legs to get him top 40 at Paris Roubaix. Yep. Bahrain victorious. Uh, Caruso, Petrago, Haig, Madur, all going just like, you know, equal equal GC men or like is there anyone that stands out out of those four for the, the leadership there, Maxi? This probably is the most interesting uh, eight names uh, on a team sheet. So the top four, as you said, I think it's Caruso. I think he's second in the Giro. Uh, I think his recent form shows that he's in form. He can TT. Um, I think it's Caruso. Um, I think then Haig, so they'll play with those two. And Butrago and Gino Maida will be the guys who can do some break stuff a little bit later on and hopefully have a bit of freedom. Um, I'm more interested in Jonathan Milan as a sprinter. Um, it's not a great sprint field. Um, and he's got Pasquale to lead him out. So I'm more interested in that side of Bahrain. Um, but I think Caruso can podium. Um, up against the Ineos boys. That'll be an interesting watch. Are we, Cambo, are we racing for third? Like, is it kind of the the Pog-Vin situation of the tour where really um, Remco and Rog are just so far ahead of everyone else that it's just, you're going for third? Yeah. Or is, is it that fe- too... it, feels, it, it feels a little bit like that, but the Giro, can be a, the Giro can be a little bit more wild than the tour, a little bit more unpredictable. Uh, but you'd be you'd be brave to bet against anything other than those two, uh, Remco and 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 Rog being clear of the rest. Caruso again, he's he's one of those guys that he's getting on a little bit as well, age wise. I know he had that that good second place here at the Giro not that long ago. Um, so yeah, he's got the he's got the number forty one for a reason. He's their leader on paper. But Haig's form is coming along quite nice. He had a good uh, good podium at Tour of Alps recently. Also a, a, a podium finisher at a Grand Tour in the Vuelta. Was that a couple of years ago as well? So uh, it's a nice list here. They've got a little bit of everything, and I agree with Max. I think Milan is, you know, he's he's a real chance at some of these sprint stages as well. Are we being ageist against Caruso, Maxi? No, you're a big, big uh, voice in that space. Uh, I mean... Cycling's on a different level with ageism. Um, some of their best riders are 35 and then some of their best riders are 20. So it's like, I don't think you have to be a certain age to be a good cyclist. Um, but Tour de Romandie, which is Romandie, which is the last uh, sort of form you can go off. I know a lot of those guys aren't coming to the Giro Caruso podiums. Um, was it strong? Is Adam Yates that strong of a... Um, rider that can pay yourself to. And I think, was it uh, the Movistar American, Jorgensen? Uh, Jorgensen. Jorgensen, mm. who was second. Um, but he can TT. That's what I'm uh, I'm confident with Caruso about. So there's three massive, well, two massive TTs in a prologue. Um, it's going to go a long way. That's why people have Remco at $1.70 over Rog, because the TTs will make a difference. And I think Caruso um, is, oh, he's on par with G. They're similar. G's sort of going down a bit. So um, we'll get to Ineos. Bora mm. Hansgrove, Vlasov off the top, and then just the kind of traditional what? Yeah, I, I just, I, I've been looking at this one, and you famously on this podcast probably a couple of years ago, I think, had Vlasov in the world class bracket. He's still building. As he He's progressed. Still building. He's still building. Okay. Few hiccups lately, but you know he'll get there. Just you know, he's he's still young. I think he's only twenty six. But uh, Bora, yeah, blast off off the top, and then their usual kind of just heaps of guys that can win stages. Cambo, thoughts on Vlasov, my boy? Is he going to get Listen, there? You, yeah, I don't think so. Is I he don't there think for a podium? Is. is he there for a podium? I I don't know. I, I feel like he'll try and do the GC. He'll be floating around ninth or tenth. He will lose ten minutes on one stage and then go hunt stages. That's traditionally how it rolls with Vlasov. I know he has some big moments where you think, "Geez, this guy is going to be world class," but just can't quite piece it together. And then you're right. Then we've got guys like Conrad 
Kamna, Denz, I think, won a stage here possibly um, when he was riding Fiji Tour. Maybe that's complete garbage. Um, and Bob Youngles too, who on his day is, is one of the best breakaway riders in the world. So I think stages will be on their agenda definitely in the back the back half of this tour. Made me a rich man at the tour, Bob Youngles. He, uh, he, uh, so hopefully I can find... Him at 40s? I can... Hopefully I can find the right day for Bob. Um, no doubt I'll probably have a crack at him at least 10 times. Uh, <laughs> I think Vlasov, personally, Elbow, has been the worst performing of the GC men so far this season. If you have a look at him like all up, Carapaz has hardly raced, and I still think he's been better than Vlasov. Um, so he's it he could be timing it to perfection like the old school Chris Froome days just coming for the Grand Tours. Him and, and G, I keep talking about G, but those two could be the guys that are, are just going to peak for the Giro, but um, worrying signs. It, it's it's So you reckon it's looking like a try for GC for the first week, lose time, and then accept that he's just, that whole squad is just stage hunting? Possibly. But if, yeah, if that have, is the case, it's not the worst case scenario because they've got great guys to go for the break. That's it. And they have quite... Uh, or thinking uh, DSs. They always do something fun in stages. Um, they can put Kamner in the break and then Vlasov get him and then they work together. They can put all their men on the front. They actually, um, they don't die trying. So you'll see Bora, they'll do something. There'll be a stage, hopefully we're on it uh, when when that stage happens, but they'll, they will they will turn it on. In no Jai Hindley, I assume he's going to the tour? He is. Say so. Yeah, I guess also probably the time, the amount of time trialing in this Giro doesn't really suit him that well. Uh, Confidus, Maxi, there's this is what can you uh, sniff out any value in here? Yeah, this is Maxi. This is what I, here. This is what I mean, and when I started off by saying some teams have just given up on GC, so there's no Gimatan Izagiri who normally go to everything Confidus go to. Um, so they've gone all right. We're going to take two of the most mediocre uh, veteran <laughs> Italian sprinters. Matteo Mocchetti is the most, but two that are probably in a similar wheelhouse in Consoni and Cimbali and just hope for the best. One of them could do something, and I'm leaning towards Consoni based on recent form, but oh, similar. Who knows? Consoni, let's go. I've said it here now. Consoni could do a top five. I'm not sure where that gets us. Um, <laughs> on a stage, a top five on a stage. On a stage, top That's five far. on a stage. That's is, far. That, is that what they require? Just top five on one stage. Um, I don't know much about their Frenchmen. Obviously, Italian sprinters are in my wheelhouse. Those two Italian sprinters um, can be competitive in a sprint finish. I've just got a few people finishing before them in most stages. So, top five is the best they can do. With with their Italian upbringing, you'd think they'd be able to just manoeuvre their way through a filthy bunch kick just to be in the wheels for a top five. Cambo? Yeah, correct. And no no has been in form. I think he's got a fourth recently. Uh, EF Education Easy Post. Um, haven't actually confirmed their squad yet. We're recording on Wednesday. Um, but realistically, well, compared to some other previews we've done, there's actually a fair few teams confirmed. Um, few few times over the last couple of years, we've looked at the team sheets and there's been next to no one confirmed. But EF are not Wait. yet to lock in their squad. Uh, but Betty Ols at the top, uh, I guess, Italian. He has to start the Giro. Uh, and also, they've signed Jeff Jefferson Alexander. He's coming off some, yeah, my man, after coming off some handy form at Alps. Um, they've signed him from the Colombian squad, brought him into the mix. Could be on for a, a little GC number. And I'm pretty sure the last time I said this, he didn't go inside the top 100 for the entire Giro. <laughs> uh, I swear EF, <laughs> EF do this to us a lot with their team. I think they, they always are last. Um, but as our motto here at Stanley Street Social, it's better to be first than accurate. Um, so we're going with whatever they've given us. And it could they could take two names off this team and change dramatically. 
Um, but at the moment, it looks like Hugh Carthy, uh, he'll be one of those guys that will hang around the GC and probably get a sixth or a seventh. Um, and Ben Healy is in some amazing form. So it'll be interesting to see if he's got a bit of freedom. And Magnus Cord is up against, unfortunately for him, Matthews and Pedersen, because I think they're both better at what he does. Do you agree with Camo? Magnus is third in that kind of uphill sprint yeah, Probably. I think Magnus can do a more traditional bunch sprint, probably better than Matthews. I think Pedersen's probably the yeah, probably got court covered in both. But you know, given the right conditions, I think Magnus Court can can definitely win some stages here. It'd be interesting to see how Ben Healy goes in a grand tour. Obviously he was superb through the Ardennes. Does that translate to some some breakaways on some medium terrain in in, in Italy? Probably. And then Hugh Carthy, Rigo, always sniffing around. So the thing with EF is they always select people that are going to be relevant. They're going to be in the race. They're going to be hunting around for victories. They're not going to die wandering like some of these other teams will. And something else, to note, something else to note is um, TJ Van Garderen and Matty Breschel, <laughs> the two DSs listed. So a few of the old boys getting some jobs. Happy, what a man. Are you happy to see TJ behind the wheel, Maxi? Hopefully he gets involved in the um in the death metal shower with <laughs> uh with Magnus. Is that is death after his victory he plays death metal uh in his in his shower while having a beer? Yep. All part of the team team morale. I think Magnus is Magnus on for one stage? Is that like what's what's par for this squad? For sure, it's one stage between. There's enough guys there to get a stage. If things go right, I think Magnus Magnus can win a couple. What Magnus can do is he can TT, so um, could potentially get himself in a jersey nice and early if he TTs in the prologue within 10 and then gets a bonus somewhere. Um, and he also uh, he can get in breaks where Matthews and Pedersen will probably be a bit more marked. Um, the classic Volta stage where Magnus is with 10 people having a sprint. That's because he gets in breaks. So Magnus could get in a break as well. Uh, on to Eolo. Maxi, might just hand this one over to you. Are we going to see Alberto Contador do another embarrassing celebration video when one of his rides wins a stage? It, uh, sorry, I'll just, my mic's gone again. Give me two seconds. Yeah, we lost you. Uh, talk amongst yourself for a little bit. Anyone, anyone new you see in there, Cambo? Listen, Alex, I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and tell you that my my knowledge of the Elo Cometa squad is is deep, very shallow, so shallow in fact that it doesn't even go past the surface. So I'm not even going to pretend that I um have done any anyway. research or, or or can provide any insight to any one of these guys. But best wishes to them in this Giro d'Italia. Like we they, said. Um, like we said off the top, this is Maxi's wheelhouse. Oh, of course. It is. That's why he's here. That's why he's what he's paid for. Um, can I give you just my a little bit of Eolo knowledge? Albanese is in form and genuine form. Like he's beating pro-level riders at pro-level races. The Giro de Sicily or whatever they call it. Uh, he was he was strong, he won stages, and he's Partner in crime in Fortunato will top 10 GC this year. This is the year for him to do it. Um, he's been riding incredibly well with GC groups and finishing with GC groups in his races. So they've got two genuine players. Albanese will win a sprint and Fortunato will finish top 10 GC. Was that Fortunato won a stage a couple of years ago? He is their, their main rider. I presume it was him. He would have been the one that, 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 that can climb. Mm-hmm. Keeping the keeping the trend going and keeping the mic uh, in Maxi's hands, Green's project Bardiani. What do you see, what do you see in this squad? So this one, I'm not as confident about with what they can uh, produce. Um, all I've got for you is number ninety seven there in Tonelli, and number ninety one in Fiorello are their best chances for a stage win, and Fiorello will be the bunch. And Torelli would be Tonelli would be maybe a bit more of a break, but the the other I had a good look, and I think Filippo Fiorelli has finished seventh in a relatively competitive bunch sprint uh, in recent in recent days. 
for if they all fall over, it's, there could be a chance. <laughs> they're obviously their first week where there's a lot of uh, pancake stages. They will be in breaks, and let's just hope the the peloton get it wrong. Their pass mark is definitely not a stage. They they haven't brought the team for that. What's what's pass mark for Iolo? Making the breaks. Um and then we talk about them in our in our final review. Mm-hmm. That's all you want from these teams is just them to make an impact on the race. That's all they have to do. I think Max's criteria is is spot on. Well, the the Giro is stacked with two hundred kilometer plus stages. Uh, for them to put themselves in the move and get talked about for five hours. So there's an opportunity. Correct. Moving back into Campbell's wheelhouse, Groupama FTJ with Thibaut Pino at the top of the list to get a top top five or something recently on GC, which I'm sure is enough to get you excited and put him on the podium for your top three predictions. Listen, I've been burnt by Thibaut too many times in the past to make such a reckless prediction like that. But yes, he is in good form. He was second at the big mountain top finish. A tour de Romandie behind Yates. Um, there was a lot of stuff on Twitter that he performs well on these sort of proper mountaintop finishes. And the, for, the form's pretty good. Like one day races in, in France in the last couple of weeks, he's been in and around the top five, a couple of second places. Fifth at Romandie. Yeah, the field wasn't, wasn't super deep, let's be honest. But yeah, the form's good. It's the Giro, so it's not this French pressure that often is attached to Thibaut Pinot at the Tour de France. So this is a free swing for for Pinot, and if he does do well, I'm going to take um, I'm going to take credit for it. FTJ have um, they've sent a they've sent a pretty poor team. I must say, <laughs> Thibaut Thibaut is their man. Uh, he'll do something at some point. Uh, don't get too excited about the Romandy stage. Adam Yates was literally toying with him. Uh, every time we got a little bit close, Adam Yates goes, okay, I'll accelerate a tiny bit to make sure he didn't blow up. Um, to be fair, he did beat the rest. Um, just be careful. Just be careful, careful here, Max. Including my very, man Caruso. <laughs> very sensitive man on the other side of the line. Their best hope, Stefan Kung, in uh, the two first TTs, the prologue and then the flatter TT in the end of the second week. Um, for a stage, in my opinion. Kung on the TT front, Cambo. He wasn't good enough to get you in the 2013 World Championship, but is he good enough to bag a stage here? Of course. Um, although Ghana is here. Um, as, as, he sits so, back, so as, he, as he sits back just to reveal the jersey, sit back a little bit further. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good chance, but yeah, Max Mantratnik, um, and Ghana as well are going to be sort of the biggest issues. And I think Roglic and, and Remco as well. Don't forget those two as well. So yeah, he's a good chance. Um, but maybe, maybe some breakaways for Kung could, could be the option for them for a stage win. Ineos Grenadiers, uh, Max's new favorite squad. Heyo. At the top, Aronsman, a big, a big rider for, for Max. Um, thoughts on the squad they've assembled? Uh, they are two of my boys, Teo and Aronsman. Aronsman, um, along the same lines as Vlasov and uh, Carapaz, hasn't really been shooting the lights out uh, to start the season off at his new team. Doesn't look like tempo riding necessarily suits him. It doesn't like the Ineos train, in my opinion. Um, I think he likes a bit more freedom to hang at the back of the peloton. Um, so that's a watch. Uh, but the the plus and Sivakov, uh, two of the most incredibly strong domestiques. So if Teo and G have any sort of legs, they've got a relatively good team to do it. Um, I think Teo, to be fair, should be the bookmaker's favourite for third. And I think he might be, him or him or G. Um, Teo's in hot form with him like bunch sprints in a reduced GC climbing group um, it seems to be his wheelhouse so you can put him down for a stage or two as well putting Teo down for a stage Cambo just in that like cutthroat manner that he wins wins bike races yeah I 20 think so. left I think so former winner of the race and just looking at the team on paper it's probably the strongest team on paper if you go through all the names or super riders and 
it's a proper Ineos Grand Tour squad. Like they've got all the bases covered. Uh, big rulers for the flats in uh, Puccio, Ghana, Swift probably will end up doing a lot of work on the front if need be. And then the hybrids in Grant Thomas, I guess you could almost say Ghana is a hybrid now, the way he can climb. And then um, Teo, Aronsman, De Plus and, and Sivakov for the mountains. So super strong team on paper. And I think a lot of teams will be looking at them a lot of the time to to do the work to control the peloton, despite them probably um, not having the jersey. You think they might just, pick up the jersey early, though? With you, you assume Ganner's doing a bucket load of work to win that time trial mm-hmm. on home, home yeah. turf. I just hope they don't all sit on GC um, because they could win four four-ish stages here. Um, they could certainly win a TT or two. Um, and Teo and G and then Aronsman and Sivakov. If they, if, if Aronsman and Sivakov are sitting on GC, I'll be furious because they have every right to go hunting in that third week. Yeah. Intermarche, Wanty. Um, no Gourmet, which was kind of like it was like this time last year when it's gone head-to-head with Vanderpol, where it really launched, launched onto the scene. Uh, Maxi normally finds some value in there, though. They'll be stage hunting. Any any form there's, any form yeah. that you see that you've seen lately. Yeah, I don't want I don't want there's names, all, Max. I want legs. Yeah, there's always value, Cambo, in Intermarche. They're one of my favorite teams to back. Um I don't know is does legs count in the Cadell Evans Road race? Um because uh Seven Eric Bistrom was incredibly strong. And I've been waiting for him to do something since, and he hasn't done it. So maybe he's been peaking for Cadell and now peaking for Juro. Um, so that's not legs. Rain Taramay, he's legs. I know his name, but he's legs. And Nikolai Bonifazio is your man for the sprints. Mm. Um, so yep. I'm interested in those three in particular. Lorenzo Roda is a great rider, uh, but I'm interested in Taramay. I'm interested in Bonifazio, and I'm interested in Bystrom. I haven't seen Bonifacio's name around for a long time, but as soon as as soon as you raised it, I thought, yep, this guy with a pretty shallow sprint field, he's going to be willing to risk his life and others <laughs> for a stage win. Well, he so, won a stage in in, in Sicily. Um, once again, yep. not a stacked field. My boy Albanese was there, but so he's got some sort of form. Yep. Israel Premier Tech mentioned off the top, Domenico Pozzavivo heading up the squad at the age of 40. Um, giving Max hope to make it to that Tasmanian, make that Tasmanian dream a reality mm-hmm. in the back end of his career. Um, couple of Aussies in there too, Seb Berwick, Simon Clark. Simon Clark's just always going to be informed naturally, so he's going to sniff mm-hmm. out at least a couple of top fives. Of course. Um, good, good for the points system too, Simon Clark. Like his real value in in that space is always going to be there. Thoughts, Cambo? Happy with the squad that they've assembled? Yeah, I don't mind it. Like I said, Berwick, he's he's got big potential, but hasn't quite um, shot the lights out this year vis-a-vis results. Um, you're right, Simon Clark is always going to be there or thereabouts, uh, which will save you from getting smoked by us at the back end of the tour on this podcast, so that's always good. And then yeah, you roll through the list, Pots of Evo, like he's always somehow good, especially at the Giro, top 40 10. years of age. But uh, listen, I wouldn't put it past him to finish top 10 on the general. That wouldn't be a surprise whatsoever. Um, and then, yeah, it thins out a little bit as you go down that list, but um, they'll be relevant. They'll be relevant, that's for sure. We'll have We'll have points to talk about. Uh, Israel in this in this Giro. Jumbo Visma, obviously the other favourite. Rog um, on the start list, and then uh, a world tour team around him. Ah, uh, Dennis in late too, which is a little bit surprising why he wasn't in there in the first place. I'm not sure what his form was like in the run up, but a couple of years ago he was instrumental for uh, Teo winning winning the Giro, going deep mm. into the back end, kind of playing that. That Ganner role where he's strong as, but can also time trial. Max, is this squad good enough to win the Giro and put uh, Rog in the number in in the pink jersey? Uh, it is. I worry about the support in the hills. 
uh, they've got the best domestique in the race. But then, in the world? In the world, yeah, potentially. You could say that. Um, just because of how much he doesn't care about GC, there's always these other domestiques that might have a little bit of GC in them. Um, Sepkus will be will be handy. When there's like five left, he'll still be there. But when there's 50 left, it might just be him as well. I, I, I'm not as strong on Bowman. Um, Rowan Dennis was apparently targeting Roman D. Um, so he might be fit and he got sick, I think, so pulled out of that. Um, so he might be fit, he might have legs. Jan Tratnik is the wild card. We joked about it before, but he, in the small amount of races he's ridden for Yumbo since leaving Bahrain, he's looked like a genuine different person, kind of like Chris, Christophe Laporte when he made the move across to Yumbo as well. So this is the first time we're really going to see Jan Tratnik for a full three weeks in Yumbo colours. I'm actually excited to see. I reckon he could be the most important person in their team as well as Sepp Kuss, but in a different manner, if that makes sense. You heard it here first. Movie star, Cambo, who are you rinsing off the top? That movie star that you weren't happy with his Twitter thread? No, I wasn't. I wasn't rinsing anyone. I was just... <laughs> uh, who did you bring up off the top then? Well, I was just, I was just asking you boys <laughs> off air. Now we're on air. Did you see the Matteo Jorgensen Twitter thread about explaining his um, his very good form and, and what's led to it? The major reason for that was he says he's invested every penny that he's made back into his career, including nutritionist, solo altitude camps, modifications on his TT bike out of his own pocket. And the only part that grinded my gears a little bit was the, the weighing of every piece of food he has consumed since December. Um, I know that's what some people need to do to, to get results, but um, yeah, not, not a, not a way to live. I wouldn't have That's thought. not living, is it? No. Every do- he reckons he's invested every dollar. What is he on a minimum wage or something? <laughs> I'll pull. I'll pull it up. I don't want to be misquoted here, but you guys talk amongst yourselves. I don't think it was every dollar, but it was like there's a, it was a lot. There's a rumor that there's a transfer coming uh, for Yumbo Visma, which I'm not over the mood about because I think he could be like a an EF and a Trek man. Like go wave the American flag for an American team and um, do some GC stuff. Like I reckon that would be exciting. But apparently, Yumbo to go join the train. Cash money. Yeah, well, he spent it also. He won't be able to invest every dollar anymore. We have too many dollars. Off air, off air topics are always dangerous. Elbow bringing up. I remember <laughs> off air, you were just you were you were talking about the transgender cyclists. <laughs> off air, he loves well, going off and, air, Albie. But when it comes actually, on air, yeah. he just dodge and weave. Actually, I, I I did did put that into the schedule last last podcast, and it seemed to maybe got maybe got missed. No, we breezed over it. Oh, you breezed over it. Yeah, well, there you go. No need to cover it. This no need to cover it. This episode. I've got the tweet here in front of me, so I won't be misquoted. He said, "I can say now that I've spent every penny of my salary so far this season on my own performance." Something makes me think he's not on minimum wage. That's reinvesting in your product, right there, big time. So he never bought a beer. That's what he's saying. Are you I thought so, Maxi? No. Do you do anything outside of what the club does? For you to invest uh, in your career, in terms of recovery, yes, uh, I'm a big sauna. I actually, just uh, went down the path and got my own home to home sauna. Home sauna. At the age of 30, at the age of 31, I need. I've spent every penny that I have on my home sauna. <laughs> That's a lot uh, of pennies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got four levels of sauna. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, no, like I, at at the age of thirty one, I need some more warming up, and I find it a great part of recovery. So you are there is that aspect, but we don't have to go buy our bike uh, like some of these lower teams of less money probably do. So it just make sure you take take note, Camber, when you need to lure the big man down to the to the island yeah, in twenty twenty eight. Built in built in sauna, Sandy Bay um, built in house, sauna, uh, built in sauna. Just just a quick one on this though. All jokes aside, I think it shows that. These newer teams, let's say, or teams that are, you know, Northern European or British or American or whatever, they have changed the cycling game a lot. Like these old school teams like Movie Star and um, 
some of the Italian teams, the French teams aren't quite up to speed with, you know, all of the stuff that Jürgen has talked about, training camps, material, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you can see why riders are wanting to go to these teams that take those things a little bit more seriously because it is reflected in performance. Good point. Especially, especially in the time trials, like when it's mm. pretty much, it's Formula One. The, um, the Cam, Maxi, Cambo and I, we used to have our uh, service course above Green Edge's service course. And we used to joke that there was downstairs wheels. That was when he got the, the good wheels from the Green Edge camp. Yep. Something that's, I guess, something that I didn't really recognize, you think you assume when they turn pro is that they just, they just get everything, you know, like top, 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 everything. But there's still that kind of difference between the big boys and the the newer guys on the team around what they get in time trial gear, what they get in wheels, what they get in aero testing. And so to Cambo's point, sometimes you got to go out and get it yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, and Cambo made a great point about the team deficit as well, like the difference between the teams that do it. It does seem to be a slightly Western thing as well. Um, I, I, I dare say at an FDJ team breakfast, I'll still be having croissants or something where – over at Team Idios, they'll be having uh, science-fed muesli or something. It's like it would just be – it'd be slightly different. There'd still be a culture piece to it as well. Um, so it's quite – that's what makes it such an interesting sport to watch. And similar to F1, the big teams get bigger and whatnot. Um, and there's always been that talk in cycling, why not bring in a salary cap? It would be interesting, but um, we probably wouldn't get as good of riders as what we're getting. Um, team Arkea Samsek, what do you reckon the tech's like there, Cambo? Did we did we did yeah. we talk about Movistar at all? Oh, actually, we didn't even talk about Movistar. Gaviria's off. The there, top. There's not much. There's not much to talk about. Gaviria, a chance for a sprint, just one a sprint actually at Romandie. Um, so and a good one as well. If you watched it, he went early, um, knew where the bend was. Uh, Will Barter can TT, but so can a lot of people. Max Cantor can sprint, but again, so can a lot of people. And Rubio is probably their man that can climb, or Carlos Verona, uh, but they haven't brought a strong team. Gaviria, it was last year, the Giro of the World Tour, he was boxing on with someone just like the whole race. And it got to a point where they were swinging into each other about 15th wheel. Was that Milano? I don't remember this. I remember just Gaviria having an aggressive Giro. So hopefully he's, he's brought that same attitude and can bag a stage win. Yeah. Team Arkea, Samsek, um, Maxi, you happy with what they've brought to the table? Uh, well, Warren Barghese, their man, they they usually brings the stuff like this. Um, I haven't heard his name mentioned by a commentator. To be fair, Carlton Kirby misses his name even when he's on the screen. But um, I haven't heard his name being mentioned for probably 12 months. So I'm not sure what – he's been in races. I've seen his name on start list. Um, so I'm unsure what he's going to bring. David Decker can sprint. Um that's all I've got. That's all. The RK is not my strength. Mm. Moving on to your strength, though. Well, may, maybe your strength. I'm not sure how much work you've done on this team. Um, team Coratec, Selly Italia. Get ready for this. I mean, they're a con- pro Conti Italian team. So you'd think I'd be talking about their Italian riders that are in their team. But to be fair, Valerio Conti, uh, Valerio Conti can ride. He's a he's a, he's a, he's a good rider. I'm going to talk about the Argentinian, uh, German Tiavani. He will get in the top five. It's on a stage. Potentially bag one. On a stage. stage. Flat, yeah. flat pancake. Um, Tiavani, he's the man to follow. Valeri Conti will do something, but Tiavani is the man to follow. So is, is, he, is he a quick man? Is he a sprinter? He's a quick man. Yeah, that's 67 uh, kilos. Is that what they've given you? 67 kilos? Yeah. Um, yeah, well. But he's got I'm a he's my, got a few he's got a few top tens. I'm hoping my details are right. Atash. Uh, yeah, there Sam, we go. Yeah. His most recent race, Alex, is uh Circuito del Porto. 31st. Mm. I probably should have suited him that? a little should have suited him a little bit more. Yeah, it's a it's a pan. It's the flattest Italian one dayer of the season. 
So there it is. It was that quality race that I was watching at the start of the year. Remember, I was talking to you about Carlton Kirby commentating in Argentina, and they had the fixed camera on the finish line and no other camera. He came uh, fifth in a sprint with Jakobsen, Gavilia, Sam Bennett, Nizzolo, and he beat Nizzolo, Viviani, and Sagan. That sounds like every cycling fan's worst nightmare, a fixed <laughs> camera with Carlton Kirby on the call. <laughs> and I watched it. <laughs> uh, team DSM. Cabo, any thoughts on these boys? Um, if you just give me one moment, I just want to see this top Norwegian boy, whether he was the same one that's had a decent Ardennes. And no, it's not. Um Naturally strong, Listen, though. Of course, yeah. Can, I he mean, can, it, he can ride. Let 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 the sun can ride. You're onto something, any, Anyone with a Norwegian flag, you know, they've got a big tank. They're going to be capable of of being in and around the mark. But um, yeah, I mean, no super big names on on this start list. Yes, Danisi won a stage. Was it last year or the year before? Um, haven't necessarily been following him closely, but Max, you've said that the legs maybe aren't quite there in, in recent months. And I don't think he's a big enough name to just back him purely on name. I want to see a little bit of legs. So, uh, yeah, not heaps to get excited about with this with this DSM um, lineup. They might need to do something to make the press a la what they did in Flanders to um, bring the bunch to a 4K an hour and then jam it over the top to, to get some press. He did have, in hindsight, John Deckengold did have some legs. Um, mm. So it maybe it wasn't a bad move. But, I mean, the story is May, May Hoffa. If they can get his old man into into some sort of marquee on the finish line like they did at the <laughs> Cadell Rose, May Hoffa is a chance. Um, so I'm not sure... Uh, how you get in the Giro Marquis. Um, but if they can get Mayer off his old man there, here's a chance. Uh, that's all I've got for you. Denise, he doesn't do anything. Are you on a texting basis with him after? Yeah. With Mayer off her? Yeah, after a few lugs with his old man at Cadell's? Uh, no, we, I didn't get his number. That's one thing I do regret. Um, hopefully his old man, if he, <laughs> if he comes all the way to Australia to watch him at 100 to 1, surely he's a chance <laughs> to, go, to, go to, to go to the Giro. Uh, team Jaco Alua, uh, Michael Matthews at the top, just kind of adding to those big three of the uphill sprinters. I guess the question is, can can he win? Can he get bet- Can he beat Mads? Or is this going to be a case of Bike Exchange doing a lot of riding on the front for no result? The, uh, the other question is, is he going for the points Jersey, because then, therefore, they might be doing a lot of riding for the points and then becoming second, third in sprints, which is something Matthews does. I'm not sure if they really want that first up. Um, I'm interested to see Eddie Dunbar. It's the big signing of Jayco finally being wheeled out. Um, and it looks like he's got legs over the last couple of weeks. Um, and the Italian national champion, Zana, uh, is the man to watch out for to do something as well. But, I mean, we're Aussie, so we're going to be looking at Blink. Happy's in there too, Cambo. Just the Giro veteran, just to keep. Well, that was gonna, nice I was going to bring that steady. up. I, I I got smoked a couple of years ago on this very preview for saying he was a veteran with only five Giros under his belt. So I'm not sure what this one is, but he's definitely a Giro <laughs> veteran now. But yeah, I think you're right. It's it's all about Michael Matthews, and the thing with this team is that they will always be on the front. They will always give their leader a chance whether they've got the legs or not. So they're going to be they're going to be relevant, but I think Matthews is going to have to be at his best to beat this sort of deep field when it comes to those uphill sort of hybrid bunch kicks. I think, yeah, Court and, and Pedersen will cause him some issues. I didn't know they signed DeMarkey. They love, love picking up a couple of the older boys. Interesting signing, yeah. Yes. Surprised Stebar hasn't made his way to the Giro as well. They've been wheeling him out for every race. <laughs> and they've also Making got uh, they've got Peter Viening in the car, the Giro specialist with uh, Dave Macker as well. So it's good to see McParlin getting a a DS role at the Giro. Would you? Would I think you be Laura? You go, uh, Elbow. If you were, if you were McParlin. Mc... Uh, McPartland or Weaning, would you be going for the points or stages? 
obviously both is uh, ideal, but like how much how much emphasis he put on this points story is he? I think we have to lower our expectations with JK. I think we're just a little bit too biased because uh, all Elbow's friends ride for them. Um, yes. But well, they did. I think we got a, it's a it's a stage win, and that's all. And I'm not sure if it even comes from Bling. It could come from Zana. Um, and I don't think it comes from Dunbar because I think he's going to ride GC and just get dropped by the GC group um, and finish a twelfth or something. But it could mm-hmm. be it could be Zana. So it's Matthews or Zana. One of them will win a stage. Matthews. The good thing is for Jerry Ryan is JK will be on the screen nonstop. You'll see him a lot. Like you said, Cambo, they ride on the front, so um, they'll be they'll be prevalent. But we just got to lower expectations on them actually winning. Hmm. Did you say they're in relegation? Were they next from Astana too? They're sitting 19th at the moment. Okay. Which is obviously one out of the safe zone. Trek uh, Segafredo, we've been talking about Pedersen all through these preview as the man, like one of the one of the most consistent classics. I just got up here. Six Milan San Remo, 14th at E3, fifth, fifth, third, fourth. Like he was around the mark throughout the whole spring classics. Um, so you think he's here to lap up at least at least one stage, um, but I'm pretty sure he can put him down for most of them. And Maxi, to your point of uh, before earlier, you can always put him in the bunch kick v Groves as well, where I feel like Bling and um, Bling and Magnus don't quite fit into that category. How many stages are you going to win? I mean, similar similar to Magnus Court, he can he can perform in the prologue as well, so he could potentially have a jersey um, pretty early on here. Um, because he can he can ride and they've and they've brought a pretty um pretty like a good team for to go all in for Mads. Like Molama will do a little bit of work in the hills. You know he loves a loves a break. Um I don't think he has the legs anymore. Uh, he, he's a veteran, Cambo. Not sure how many Giro's uh, Molama's done, but I'm sure he's up to probably twenty. Um and Tefasion, like that's the only have a real name that is outside of the sprint train. So he's got five riders, Mads. Anything to add, Cabo, before we go to UAE, final team on the show? Really, all, all I'd say is that he's due. If you look at that campaign he had through through the spring up north, form is, is sensational. And uh, I think the weather's a little bit dicey as well for the first little bit of the Giro. So bad weather, it's perfect, perfect for Mads. It's the old school before the vans, before we saw the Van Art Vanderpol. It was these types of riders, Pedersen, Matthews, Court, that we got excited about. Now the vans aren't turning up to the Giro, and we can get back excited about these 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 types of riders. Mm, old school. If only we had a few more guys in the GC competition, then it'd be really old school. UAE team yeah. member it's Almeida. I think he's probably third favorite for to put himself onto the podium. Um, some decent results in Almeida fashion over the last month or so. Is there's Jay Vine there too? I know he hasn't raced mm. in a long time. I'm not sure where he's at, but you'd think you'd think he'd be putting him down for a breakaway in the final week if he's off GC. Um, this is Australia. a really this is a really good lineup, by the way. Like Almeida is there heading it up, but. Like Jay Vine, yeah, who knows what sort of form he's in. We saw him in the Australian summer, smoked it, welter last year, probably the best one of the best climbers there. And then you go through the other names, Ackerman, I think he's someone that can potentially cause issues for Pedersen um, in, the, in the sprints maybe. And then you go down the list, Formolo will be busy and McNulty, I'm, I'm big on McNulty. I don't know where what he's going to do in this race, but I think we'll be talking about him at some point during this Giro. And Diego Ulisi, Giro specialist, uphill kick specialist, again, will, will be relevant. So they've got a lot of good riders on their list that, that will be in and around the mark. I was um, I was relatively harsh on Alberto Denisi uh, before for DSM, but Campbell, if there's one sprinter he will beat based on form, it is Pascal Ackerman. Mm-hmm. Um that's just my. You can we can do the review afterwards. Um, I forget who told me was going to beat uh, Bauhaus in uh, Bahrain. Some, some uh, I went. I, I, yeah, it was Scott. Yep, I was wrong on that. Was I'm Scott, happy to be yeah. wrong. 
<laughs> yeah, but if Pascal can sit in the top five, I'll I'll uh I would rather back my Italian sprinters. Um I agree with you. Good team. A bit each way. It's like they haven't really committed uh, to Almeida here. They've got a lot of guys that can do a lot of things. Um, Jay Vine, it's been public that they're, they're, it's a dual GC. Um, so they are going in with two leaders and it is Vine and Almeida. So I'm excited about that, especially with the uh, the first week having two time trials and we've seen what Jay uh, surprised us all uh, in Australia. We'll be wearing the Australian national jersey, um, which would be cool to watch. Um, so I'm I'm excited. McNulty's doing the the tour as well as a lead domestique for Pog. So I'm not sure how much he's he's done for this Cambo. Um, but UAE, it's cool when they don't have Pog. Like they they're going to light up the show some other way. Tips. Uh, uh, I mean, it's, sorry, just, it's pretty just, hard. Just... It's pretty hard. Sorry, yeah, I just wanted to just that. mention just one thing before we move on to tips. So I've, uh, just at the end of all these teams, I've just been looking at the DSs that have been named. And for Trek Segafredo, Yaroslav Popovich is on there. So just some more good jobs for the boys. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's a jobs for the boys position, though. Like, who else Sam, is going to fill it? Sam Buley, DS at Israel, by the way, straight into the car. Um, but there's some other ones we went through. Matty Breschel and Van Garderen, uh, Enrico Gasparotto at Bora, and Klaas Lodewijk at uh, Quickstep. And there was also one other that jumped off the page for me. This will be right in Max's wheelhouse. UC Vikanen. Remember him, Max, the Finnish national champion? I'm going to say yes for the story. <laughs> If anyone's wondering how Cambo's going to watch the video, uh, watch the Giro, he's going to be looking at the team cars, checking out the old DSs that are in there. <laughs> Who's, tips, you, you lead us away, Alex. You lead us away with your tips. I'll lead us away. Uh, Rog's, uh, Roglic is going to win the the, the Giro okay. because Remco's going okay. too hot too early. That last week is just out of control. Good to see you make a big call here for once. It's a massive call. Um Remco is still going to come second though, because those two are in like their own bracket of, of rider. Mm-hmm. So he's going to come second out of the superhumans and Geraint Thomas is going to time trial his way onto the podium. Old school. Wow. Are you That's going Cambo? Yeah. Special, um, ma- special um, mention of Vlasov too, maybe just putting himself in, the, okay, in sure. the top five. I'm going to go with Remco. I think his form was superb. Yes. It's red hot now, but I think, I think he's just got that mentality that he he knows he's the best and he's going to win. Roglic second, and then like we said right off the top of this podcast, it's going to be a bit of a raffle for third. It's going to be a race for third. I want to say Pino, but I cannot do it to myself. He's in my <laughs> special mention. <laughs> um, uh, rash selection, but I'll I'll go Jack Haig for third something different uh i hate being boring but uh it's pretty like rog remco i can see potentially a storyline because it's an incredibly hard week one of them going completely bust and missing the podium um but i can't pick which one that is so which means i'll i'll might as well tip both of them for top two um i'm going to go remco based off the tts rog second uh, and a tie for third, uh, just because I want to mention two names, uh, Caruso and Gagenhart. Um, and my my watch is Fortunato for top 10. Um, as I said from the start, I'm excited about that. I'm hoping I can get some sort of odds on that. Um, <laughs> in terms of the, in terms of Polkadot, I'm going to go Dombrowski for a starter, and he's going to deliver some points um, for that much-needed team uh, that really does need those points. Um, and in the sprints, I think we're right. I think it'll be Groves, Milan, Pedersen will be the big three, um, and Pedersen will have the jersey. Any um, Anyone else to add, Cambo? Max has literally run through every jersey, every and, position. Uh, I think, yeah, I think, uh, you know, everything that we've discussed has, um, uh, yeah, pointed people in the in the right direction for our 
for our tips, but looking forward to it. It's already snuck up on us all the, the one days behind us. Went to Grand Tours. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to a, a good three weeks around Italy. Unfortunately, we won't be there on site, but um, you have to do the the heavy lifting for us, Alex, over there. Well, it's perfect. I've got another couple weeks off just to lock into some 200-kilometer mm-hmm. Giro stages from start to finish. Maxi, anything, any last things to add? Uh, it's 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 quite unique uh, that it's very small teams that are going to fill the elite of the elite. Um, you've got obviously two teams with Yumbo and Sadal, but then you've got Caruso and Hager from the same team. Almeida and Vine are from the same team and Gagenhart and Thomas are from the same team. Um, so it's going to be maybe five teams with eight riders that are left in, and Kuss is going to be amongst them. So it's going to be an interesting battle between those teams. But think about how many other teams are going to be hungry for a stage win. Um, so I think it's going to be messy. I think there's going to be breaks and lots of them and good riders in the breaks, which is good. It's good to hear. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Cambo. Cambo, big congrats on the week. Maxi, good luck this weekend. Um, and we'll see you back at the social club but what are you thinking rest days wrapping up at the end something rest days are good you'll hear from us